Cowabunga dudes and dudettes, and welcome to another episode of Turtle Flakes. Uh, before we get started in our big old film review of TMNT Out of the Shadows, just wanted to publicly thank Turtle Power Podcast. Uh, they were kind enough to invite us on their show to talk about the uh, film. But uh, fortunately, because of scheduling issues, we weren't able to make it. But uh, I just want to go ahead and thank them anyway. Uh, listeners, if you've not checked out their show, it's a great show, very informative uh, and very entertaining, uh, based, of course, on the franchise we all know and love, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So check out their review. I think they just posted it this week. And that's it. So I hope you guys have a great week. And as always, cowabunga, dudes. Here we go. This is Hang on, Mikey! Is it coming in kind of fast? No sleep time! This is Leonardo. He's our fearless leader. Let's light him up. Raphael's like a cuddly teddy bear. If big cuddly teddy bears were incredibly violent. That's how I roll. That's how you roll. Donatello, he's a tactical genius. How you doing up there, Donnie? I'm doing awesome. And I'm Michelangelo. I'm a triple threat. Brains, brawn, and a dazzling personality. Mikey. No! Sleep! No, no, no! Guys, I got a lead on what's going on. Sleep! We'll build an army. You're up, guys. the mohawk good for you oh, oh, oh. y'all got jokes huh gun chucks gigantic you want to go down swinging yeah. these guys hit harder than anyone those things are pretty awesome huh yeah pretty awesome I'm going to be a detective one day. You don't understand. <laughs> That's pretty good. I think we just found the intro to our show. Dudes, Michelangelo here, you know, the master of the whirling pizzas. And you, my friend, are listening to Turtle Flakes, a bodacious bowl of Ninja Turtles goodness. Brought to you by my radical dudes, Rob and John. Cowabunga! Cowabunga! <laughs> hey guys, how's it going? Wow. Hey, Weezy here, aka Josh Witt, back on Turtle Flakes. With my main man, Rob, and our special guests. Rob, would you like to introduce our special guests? I would love to. I would love to. Of course, we've got our, our good friend, uh, Josh O'Rourke, fellow co-host back on the show. Cowabunga. Cowabunga dude. Cowabunga dude. And we have his lovely wife, Nicole, on the show today. I'm just going to go with a plain hello. <laughs> I like that. I like that. She's going to be the voice of reason today. I can tell. It's not just that, like, half of our kids are asleep, so... Well, I, I hope we didn't wake them up with that cowabunga. Right. 
<laughs> oh, man. Well, I'll tell you. You woke me up, man. This is usually my bedtime. Oh, yeah. Oh, take off, Ozer. Oh, it's a truth. I, ca- I catch my stories, and I'm done by, by like, 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> Melrose Place, and you're out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So listen, we we figured we'd uh, do a huge, you know, roundtable here, and we were supposed to have uh, Hoser Landon on for today's show, but you know, somehow he just backed out last minute. Can you believe that guy? Yeah, his paper route. Yeah, know. yeah, that's yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, he was supposed to be on the show uh, because we have all officially seen the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film, the new one. You know, there's no script today. We have no. Uh, we're not going to go over any turtle news or anything like that, unless unless you guys have anything. But yeah, I just thought we could go ahead and talk about the movie. So, Josh, or I'm sorry, Jay Dizzle, Jay Weezy, Jay Weezy, Jay Weezy, Jay Weezy. First of all, good to have you back, man. Uh, I've I've missed you, man. Back on Turtle Place is good to be back. Uh, sorry, listeners, for the long sabbatical. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we kind of bought a house. Yeah, I was uh, buying a house and moving, and I am still unpacking, but uh, it is definitely good to be back on the show. I uh, miss the fans, miss the interaction, and uh, I almost started to miss Rob. <laughs> what about that? <laughs> that? That's good for you. It's uh, it's definitely good to be back, and uh, yeah, Rob just uh, contacted me. He's like, hey man, did you get to see the new movie yet? We want to talk about it. So uh, my wife Stacy and I decided to go and uh, go and check it out. So uh, yeah. Well- Nice. Yeah, nice. And uh, so, uh, Josh O'Rourke, wh- yeah. when did uh, you and uh, uh, Nicole see the movie? I think you all saw it first. Yeah, we saw it the day after it came out. Um, on the 4th, we went and saw it. It was a pretty good day out, you know? No kids. <laughs> no, no real stress. So we went and saw Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> nice. There you go. What? Just let me remember. No, just, just let me Come on. <laughs> Uh, I understand. I understand. I, f- I finally got to see it uh, last Tuesday. Oh, it was, it was cool. Landon and, um, and my old work buddy uh, Jameson, they came all the way to Knoxville uh, from uh, North Carolina to, to just see it with me. So we hung out. We got uh, some good food, went to see the movie. It was so cool just to share that experience with, with those guys. And um, and then I actually had another friend come out of t- from out of town, Derek, that uh, I persuaded him. I was like, hey, let's go see Turtles. You've not seen it yet. Let's go. So, so uh, that, I think that was Saturday. So I've seen it twice now, and um, man, there was a lot of things in the in the second showing that uh, I totally missed in the first one. So I, I can't wait to talk about it. Oh, you've seen it twice now. I've seen it twice, twice oh, in one wow, week. Okay, yeah, wow. look at me. Look at that, Mister Summer Vacation over there. Oh yeah, I, yeah, man, I know. I, I'm enjoying it. I, I feel so bad. My wife, she's. See, I've got the summer off because I'm a teacher, and, and she's working, you know, and I get to take the baby out. As a matter of fact, I had him decked out in some Ninja Turtle stuff, and I took him to the pool today. And we were watching Turtles cartoons earlier in the afternoon. It's it's kind of nice. Was he checking out the pool, honeys? <laughs> <laughs> well, there was an older lady out there, and he did look her way. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so we'll start off by asking the big question, the, what we all want to know. Did we like it? I, I've heard some... Great things about the film. I've heard some bad things about the film before and uh, since I've seen it. So I want to hear from you guys. I came so close to like spoiling the movie for you, <laughs> and it wasn't until I re-listened to our our new episode. I was just like, oh man, if I just like said one extra sentence in either direction, just Rob would have just not had to see the movie. So you didn't give anything away. I was completely, totally surprised by a lot of things that happened. Yeah. So you, you're good. But uh, we're probably going to get, I mean, obviously we're talking about the film here. So if, you, if you've not seen the film yet, um, 
spoilers because we're definitely this whole episode might be spoilers. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it will be because we're going to talk in depth about the characters. We're going to talk about the plot a little bit, uh, things like that. So, first of all, first impressions. Let's get that out of the way. Josh Witt. There we go. I, I forgot your nickname. Did you like the movie? Okay, so uh, yeah, I'd say overall I did like it. I enjoyed it. Uh, I was pretty impressed with. Uh, I guess the scope that they chose to go with, right? Because there were a lot of first times, uh, first time in live action on screen. Uh, you get Krang, which was really a pretty tall order, right? I mean, yeah. the first time having a live on screen Krang, I had no idea what to expect. Um, and uh, well, there's, well, I'm sure we'll get more into the characters later, but. Um, uh, overall, I would say at least with the presentation, uh, I think they did a great job. I mean, I, I can't really picture anything as far as Crane himself, the actual brain, being much better than they did. Overall, I'd say I, I enjoyed the movie. I liked it. Obviously, there's some things I didn't like, some things I did. Overall, though, uh, I would definitely recommend it for uh, Turtles fans to go and see. I think you'll have a good time. You'll enjoy yourself. You'll have some laughs. And uh, you'll probably roll your eyes a few times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. So uh, what about you, Nicole? I really, really, really enjoyed it. Awesome. So I thought it was pretty awesome. I do agree there was only, there's probably two points where I kind of rolled my eyes, but yeah, I loved all the the introduction of the new characters, like Bebop and Rocksteady. I want to talk about them later. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm. they were Super cool. But overall, I really enjoyed the movie. I would definitely recommend it. Oh, awesome. Great movie. I'm not going to lie. I think this is, outside of the 1990 original film, I think this is probably the best Turtles film that's that's ever come out. Um, I will say that, Nicole, I can tell you one thing that she probably doesn't remember, but one of the times she rolled her eyes was at my reaction when I saw the Technodrome and that big eyeball popped out. <laughs> I turned. I actually, actually, I shivered in my seat, and I looked over at Nicole. I said, "They got an eyeball on that thing. They got it. They got the eyeball." And I just, I was just like, "This movie could just, it could be the worst movie ever." After this, they got the eyeball. They got the oh. eyeball. That's all I cared about. If they're going to do the technical, you got to put the eyeball on it. That's awesome. My whole, my favorite, like, just one-liner of the movie was, look at my Nikes! There's pizza on my Nikes! <laughs> By the basketball player? Oh, that was great. That was awesome. Uh, well, okay, for me, just, uh, especially seeing it twice now, I really, really enjoyed this film. I, is it flawless? No. With the Ninja Turtles, it's so hard to find that perfect blend anyway. I really thoroughly enjoyed this, and everybody I went with, you know, and I know, get, I know they're probably... You know, a little biased because they know I'm such a hardcore Turtles fan and they were watching it with me. But they genuinely seem to enjoy this film. So I really don't understand all the hatred. I mean, really, I've not heard as much this time around than I did the first film. That's Um, true. That that shows me that there were some definitely some great things that happened and that we can all agree on. Yeah, they won a lot of people over. Yeah. I agree totally. All right, so. Without further ado, from IMDb, I'm going to cheat right here. <laughs> As Shredder joins forces with mad scientist Baxter Stockman and henchmen Bebop and Rocksteady to take over the world, the Turtles must confront an even greater nemesis, their notorious Krang. Nailed it. That's pretty that much pretty it. pretty much, so, yeah. Two hours of that. So. so what did you guys all think of uh, Stephen Amell as Casey Jones? For me, I actually, hmm... 
the first time around, I wasn't crazy about him. I, I wasn't. Um, and I think it was just because it was so different. Hardly any mass throughout the whole film, uh, or at least the second half of the film. And another thing, you know, they kind of teased him quite a bit, you know, which was something. I, I know the turtles always kind of ragged on on him a little bit, but um, I don't know. They, it seemed like even Vern was teasing Casey Jones. And I'm like, oh, that's not. No, no. Everyone's supposed to tease Vern, you know. But uh, I think um, the second time I watched it, I really paid attention to his character, and he hits the nail on the head as far as. I think what Casey Jones is supposed to be, and it's kind of like what you said in the last episode, Josh. He has a, a strong sense of what's wrong, what's right. He's a little bit of a hothead. Believe it or not, he's really witty in this film. I was really surprised, um, but I, he grew on me the second time around. I really liked him, and I do like the mask in the film. I just wish he would have wore it more, even though he had a good excuse for not wearing it. Yeah, nobody could understand him. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I'd have to agree. Uh, well, I mean... I really liked the mask. The mask was awesome. I wish that he would have wore it more. Um, but when he, as soon as, uh, you know, the scene where he's the prison guard and they say Jones, I was like, oh, that's Casey Jones. Like, within two seconds, I knew who it was going to be. But, yeah. um, you know, I was thinking about it, and whenever you kind of, uh, this movie in some ways is kind of a reboot, right? Um, in, in some ways. Uh, and I was like, well, you've got to come up with a new way to introduce Casey Jones. And... I really didn't have a problem with the way that they did it. I mean, because they could have done it, they could have put him in any sort of, uh, I guess, vocation or whatever. Uh, but I really don't have a problem with him being a cop because he could still be a vigilante cop, right? Oh, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I think that was kind of inspired by the Mirage comics because, like, there was this character called Nobody who was a cop by day and a vigilante at night. So, I mean, it, they've done things like that before. Plus, yeah. it made sense for the story. Yeah. It wouldn't make sense to have him going through Central Park. Well, maybe if Shredder would have just, like, teleported into in front of him or something. But oh, the Michael Bay of it all would just come out everywhere. And then... <laughs> You know, when the, when the first movie came out, the first new movie came out, everyone was complaining about how weird the turtles looked and everything. And I really didn't hear or feel that in this one. And I feel like when we talked to Kevin Eastman, I feel like he said something like, about it not really being all that weird and it would kind of grow on you. Yeah. Uh, and that totally happened because in this one, I didn't really at any point feel like they looked weird. Um, so I thought they did a good job and, you know, I thought, well, you know, maybe they'll, uh, they'll kind of backtrack on that and make them a little look different than they did in the first one since there was kind of a big backlash. But I'm glad that they stuck with it because uh, I think it worked and uh, I think it worked actually really well. Especially uh, Raphael, he's got kind of like a... Uh, a scar above his lip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's like the little details like that when you're like, yeah, that fits. It just works. Somehow it just communicates uh, Raph's personality just by his looks. And the, so, you know, they did a lot of work to make sure that uh, they didn't just make some weird random turtle, but they actually paid attention to the details and sort of give expressions of their personality in the way that they rendered those characters, which I thought was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, I'll throw it back to you, Rob. Uh, what do you want to talk about next? I got a list of other things, but I don't want to. I don't want to ramble. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that's what I do best, man. Well, first of all, Nicole, what, what do you think of Casey Jones? I okay, so I liked I liked Casey Jones in the movie. I thought it really made a lot of sense that he was the prison guard or the police officer who was transporting Shredder. And I liked how they introduced not only him, but then they tied in Bebop and Rocksteady and Shredder and all four of them together. 
So it wasn't just a bunch of random circumstances how nice. they all met. Yeah. So I liked that because it really did tie them together. But I really don't want to admit this, but I really dislike Stephen Amell. Really? His, his acting. Like I follow him, <laughs> I follow him on Twitter and I follow him on Facebook, and he's super funny. Like, and I've I've actually tweeted with him a couple times, and he's hilarious. But I just I I am probably one of the few women in the world that thinks that he has just got the funniest looking face. <laughs> so it's really hard for me to concentrate because he just looks so odd. So you're saying he should have kept the mask on, eh? He should have kept the mask on. I'm not saying that he's you know, by no means would I ever say that someone was ugly or whatever. He just looks <laughs> different you're not ugly just don't look at me dude don't face me so here's the here's how he looks different he has a completely flat profile almost and so when he's looking at you straight on his face looks slightly odd but when he turns his head his it's all it's like uh lord voldemort (laughs) (laughs) i honestly never thought i'd hear this guys you don't understand every movie we see this happens just like see that guy he's got a funny walk now i'm going to talk about that walk the whole movie no no no. i liked him i liked him in the movie i liked the way he interacted with uh megan fox so that was that was good yeah yeah and um it's just i just it could have been one of 25,000 other actors and i would have been just fine with it Ah, nice. Is that really too harsh? Like, <laughs> no, I, no, no. Should I go apologize to Stephen Amell now? Oh, okay. I'll, I'll just tweet him real quick and say I'm really sorry for what I said. It's like I just was called you Lord different? Voldemort. <laughs> was that too harsh? Should I keep going? I can keep going. <laughs> no, he's a very lovely person. Yeah, great sure. personality. Seems like a nice guy. Yes. Square <laughs> bag. So, <laughs> just pull that hood over a little bit more. Oh yeah, yeah. I do have one particular problem with uh, Stephen Amell, uh, and it was because after a while, this is like the anti-Stephen Amell show right now. Um, no. After a while, he starts to sound like Mark Wahlberg. So all I, I could be an hear, all I, all I could hear was Transformers Four. It's like I think we just found ourselves a Transformer. I'm an inventor. I know there's money for my inventions. So that's all I got. Who are these turtles? These turtles can help me with my inventions. <laughs> That's all I heard. For oh, two I'll never see this the same. <laughs> I'm gonna be a detective one day. You don't understand. Go. That's pretty good. Uh, I think we just found the intro to our show. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh yes, yes. That's pure gold. That's uh, pretty good, man. Well, so but as far as like his his actual. Um, you know, character. I mean, which is definitely like a different interpretation of Casey Jones. Do you like it, Josh? I do. I like how they they weren't afraid to do something different, different. than the old movie. I like that he wasn't just a psychopath. I like that he had. Mm-hmm. I like that it was obvious that he was career minded for at least one portion of his life. You know, it's right. just, <laughs> it, he was an actual person. You know, as a grown up, I appreciated seeing a grown up in this movie. You know, I I really There's did. Got to be at least one. There's got to be one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess that leads us to his uh, his partner. What do you all think of um, April O'Neil? So I guess we could start with you, Nicole. What do you think? I don't know if you want me to answer the question. <laughs> I'm really 
really intrigued. I, I really am, especially after the she, Stephen okay. Amell thing. So just a little quick backstory about myself for anybody who doesn't know is I am very much an equalist, not necessarily just a feminist. <laughs> so I believe that if you're going to sh like have an advertisement for lingerie, you should have an advertisement for Hanes underwear. You know, I'm very much, it's equal treatment across the board is, is my point of view. So, just to see, and it was just for a brief moment in the beginning of the movie, but just to see her, just the schoolgirl thing. This, oh well, yeah, just the schoolgirl thing, but just playing like the stupid hot nerd <laughs> to get Baxter hot, uh, Stockman to talk to her. It just kind of it was just. Would like, that not work? No, I'm not saying would it that would. not work. His reaction was <laughs> hilarious. It would work. I'm not saying it wouldn't work. But then when you, I guess it's juxtaposed with someone like... Um, Lois Lane. No, shut up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Bonnie Hunt? Is that who plays the... Oh, Laura chief? Linney. Laura, Laura Linney. Linney. But and then you have Laura Linney, who is such a strong character in the movie. And then they, they made such a point in the first movie of making April, like, the super, like, very intuitive, not necessarily there just to look at character. No froth, yeah. Right, no yeah, frog. no froth. <laughs> and then they open up the movie with 15 minutes of her just being froth, and I just thought, <laughs> You missed your message, movie. You missed yeah, it. and then there is one, like, but I I don't, I don't know. I like Megan Fox, just, she was a just fine as April O'Neil. This is the just fine movie yeah. for the human actors. She was kind of just there in this movie, where, like, the first movie was April O'Neil and the Ninja Turtles, but this one was just... The Ninja Turtles and five minutes of our friend April. Can I just say the one part that really, the of the whole movie that just every time I see it just makes me go, ugh. And <laughs> so it's in all the trailers. It's the part where April is after Bebop and Rocksteady are created and she's she gets the formula, the purple stuff. The ooze. The ooze. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and she slides out of that room. <laughs> It's like, you know that she just laid down and somebody's just pulling her because the entire <laughs> physics of that just doesn't work. I was going to say, she made that look really easy. <laughs> yeah, like, just, she's not easy. She's, like, on her elbow and just all, like, deuces. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my rant. I'm done. <laughs> that was good. That was really good. Oh, there'll be more. There'll be more. <laughs> yeah. I do totally agree with your point about... Um, uh, April's definitely her character changing in this film. I mean, the, they did a little bit of, you know, let's face it, she's a very pretty woman, you know, but, uh, and she does have the independent thing going for her overall in this film. It's, I think it's a little bit less, uh, in this film than it was the first film, but they definitely sold her looks, you know, quite a bit and, and emphasized that more than anything else. And, you know, I, I, I don't dislike her or anything like that. I just I actually enjoyed April more in the first film than I did in this Me one. Too. Yeah, it kind of seems like in this movie she was written the way guys think that women want them to write them in stuff <laughs> instead of just trying to write a strong character in general. I, I have to agree with pretty much all of your comments. I you know they definitely had April uh, April had a, a much smaller role in this movie, and I was totally a hundred percent okay with that. I was actually glad because. I wanted it to be more about the turtles, and it was kind of sad because in the first movie, they specifically, like you guys are saying, they went out of their way to say that she was more than just that, and then they completely contradict that in the very beginning of this movie. Um, and, you know, just thinking about it, it's, 
I just feel like uh, they use when they're trying to use her looks to sell the character. I think it's just a distraction, and it really it just it really irritates me. So I, in the the other thing is like, well, if I could have anyone else play that character, would I? Um, and I would I would lean towards saying yes, but I'm like, well, is that really fair to Megan Fox, right? Because she probably did everything they asked him to do. Oh, they asked her to do. So it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's really tough. Like that's that was the main thing. Like when they when they cast her as April to begin with, I was like, oh, seriously, it's going to be all about her now and not the turtles because everyone's obsessed with like just her looks or whatever, and that's not what I'm interested in seeing. But um, uh, they overall. I'm glad they got that over with in the beginning of the movie. And then, you know, in, in the middle of the movie, she's, she is all about helping the turtles and yeah. she kind of stands up for them and says, you know, these are my friends. So they kind of tried to redeem the character in the middle, which, which was better, uh, much better than the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at the same time, even though that one scene where it is kind of, it is kind of dumb to see her in and contradictory in a schoolgirl uniform, she at the same time is pulling recon for the turtles. I sure. mean, she is out there being, actively involved in their missions at night you know so it, it, yeah. there, there is a little bit of a silver lining to it it, it oh, does yeah. kind of suck that that's how they had to sell it though you know right right it's really smart I mean you can give her that she knows what she's got and you know she's using that to get information so yeah. I guess you know you can give her that and uh, and I did like the fact that I felt like she really I don't know I felt that she was portrayed as if she was really close with the turtles, like they were yeah. brothers. Like there's one scene where uh, Michelangelo and uh, you know they're all excited to go out outside and help out, you know. And then she's like, "No, guys, what did she say? It's it's almost daylight now." Yeah. And she she genuinely looks sad. Like I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to do this alone, guys. It's, right. And I was like, "Wow, that's that's pretty good." You know, you can kind of feel the closeness there. So I I, I kudos for that. Yeah, that was cool. There was one other scene too. <clears throat> I think it was. When she was she was going back, I think it was in, near that scene. She was going back out, I think, to break into the police station, yeah. and uh, she was asking for something from Donatella to get t- to break in. And I didn't like. I felt like it was kind of almost like condescending or something. Where uh, Donnie's like, "Oh yeah, here, take this. It's plug and play." And she's like, "Oh yeah, that's that's my style or whatever." Like like she couldn't handle doing uh, something more complicated than that. I don't know. I was just like, you know, because I feel like her character is. Uh, I don't know, when she was doing all the research in the first film, like trying to prove uh, with the footage or whatever um, that the turtles really, yeah, like, you know, I'm like, well, come on, like, she's smarter than that, like, she could handle something a little more technological than something you just plug in, but it wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't really a big deal, it just kind of was like, really, come on. (laughs) Can I I offer a counter to that? Sure. So, it was when they were going to break into, was it when they were going to break into TCRI? TGRI, whatever, Baxter Stockman's lab. I think, was that what the plug-and-play part was? I, I don't know if it was his lab or if it was the police station. I can't remember. Okay, I say, but they kind of knew that she had to go be in and out as fast as possible, and to just hack into someone's computer and do a bunch of coding and stuff to download stuff while you're trying to break in and out of someplace. I could totally see him being like, here, it's fast, it's easy. Go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. So, so all, overall, I guess we agree that she was okay. Yeah, yeah. no, so, I, yeah. I liked Megan Fox's April. I mean, my 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 honest opinion about her character had nothing to do with her acting. It had all to do with the way her portrayal, her portrayal was. I yeah. think Megan Fox was just fine as April O'Neil. She she did just just fine. She was 
She, yeah, she did well with the story she was given. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, I think what we all want to talk about is like the four turtles and how we all felt about them. But just really quickly, if I could just get a quick, uh, just a quick rapid fire answer here, like what what did you guys think of this movie's version of the Shredder? Because it to me it kind of seemed like they were trying to find the line between like the scary Shredder of the original film in 1990 and the crazy Megatron looking shredder of the last movie. (laughs) I thought they were trying to find a good through way between those two. And I wanted to know what everyone thought about them. Um, I, I liked him. I liked him a lot. I, I thought he was very similar to the 1990 film shredder, um, in, in the way he was very intimidating, had a very intimidating presence, I thought the ending for him was a little anticlimactic, but was it Brian T? Yes. Yes. I think he did a wonderful job, you know, portraying Oroku Saki. And, and, I mean, he doesn't have a lot of lines, but he doesn't need them because I think his body language throughout the entire film is is spot on. Um, And I love when Bebop and Rocksteady are trying to impress and like, dude, that's Shredder over there. You know, he's kind of a big deal. Uh, it's just, he, he was great. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I just wish I could have seen the helmet on a little bit more, but that's the only thing, but that's not, you know, again, that's the story. That's not his fault. So I actually really liked him. It spoke a lot to that guy's acting ability to where you almost didn't need the helmet on him. Like you could tell that that was shredder, you know I mean? Like his his suit actually doesn't have a lot of blades or anything covering him. So if you don't, if you just see him from like the chest up, you you almost just don't need any of that. I mean, you can just look at that guy and be like, "That's a bad dude." That's right. shredder, you know. <laughs> yeah, Landon called him uh, leather shredder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think he did a great job uh, portraying the uh, the shredder character. Uh, I love what they did with him. I guess it's a little more outside the scope of just being shredder, but like. Uh, I, I loved him. I loved what they were doing. Uh, again, yeah, the, the end was kind of anticlimactic. And he kind of got played when I'm like, well, I feel like Shredder would have known better uh, than to just get played by Krang the way he did. But, I mean, I guess they had to do something, right? But mm. I, I part of me wishes that they would have focused the story a little bit more so that we could get a little bit more screen time with all the villains because you've got Shredder, Krang, Rocksteady, and Bebop. And Baxter Stockman, and you kind of got a little bit of each one, and I could kind of understand why they did that. Um, it was really cool that they did, but I felt I felt a little shortchanged, uh, just not get getting to see enough of him. Uh, but I did really like him. I liked Shredder. I thought that it was really cool how he. I like the escape from the prison transport and how he basically in just looks told everybody watch out. <laughs> But no, I liked I liked him quite a bit as Shredder. I do agree with you that at the end of the movie, I was like, "Well, there's the villain for the third movie." Um, as if there was going to be a different one, you know? Right. <laughs> but I think that what I liked most about him was the introduction, his interaction with Bebop and Rocksteady. So I like Brian T though, like in anything. So. <laughs> Um, you know, I really like, I mean, I'm just going to reiterate, I really like the Shredder in this film. I thought, I, like I said last week, I kind of think that this is my favorite version of the Shredder that's been on screen before. Um, yeah, it does, it, it, it is a letdown that the Shredder and the Turtles didn't have a rematch in the, at the end of this movie. Because it would have been great if they did, like, 
old video game style. You beat Krang, then you fight Shredder. You know, <laughs> it would have been that would have been awesome. You know, I would yeah. I or they also kind of teased for a minute there. Looked like Shredder was gonna fight Krang, and how awesome would that have been? Oh. You know, just just to see Shredder take out Krang because we all know he can beat him. And yeah. real quick side question: Did anybody else see a Triceraton in the yeah. in the Technodrome? No, no, I missed that. And when they froze, when they froze Shredder, and he was going down inside the cryostasis area or wherever, yeah. in the back right hand, or left hand side, there's a Triceraton. You can see in, a Triceraton. Yeah. Wow, that is awesome. Yeah, that's nice touch. Whether we'll ever see one, I was going to say, I hope we see one in the third film. That would be great. Like. Crane comes back with the Triceraton army and the Stone Soldiers and, uh, the, and just, just whatever Earth I'm I'm here, you know. General Quartz and Rock Quarry. No. Rawr. <laughs> I bring rocks together. No, come on. You said you wouldn't do this. No. <laughs> so we talked about this. <laughs> I was told I had to be on my best behavior, and this is all I could muster. Oh, this is good. This is good. <laughs> but, oh God. Next question. I'll I'll throw one out there. All right, um, and I'll I'll throw my opinion on it too. Okay. Uh, Baxter Stockman. Okay. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I was really excited when I saw it was going to be Tyler Perry. I was like, this is going to be awesome. I like him. Uh, I think he's a great actor. And at the beginning of the movie, I was uh I was I was pretty excited. And then, yeah, he just, to me, Baxter Stockman is uh, a genius. Yeah. He's cold and he's calculating and he's, he's uh, I don't know, I, I just feel like he's sort of maniacal evil, not just completely crazy and wacky evil. Mm-hmm. And in this, it was just really kind of a, the whole, <laughs> can you do the laugh again? This is going to be I don't know. I was, I I like the idea of him being in there, but he could have been such a, a a a big and I don't know impactful character. But yeah. I, I don't know. I just I was he really kind of disappointed. On his own, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it could have been an entire Baxter Stockman movie, and it was just kind of like, eh, I don't know. I think what? the difference though is in this movie, it takes serious inspiration from the '87 cartoon, mm-hmm. where Baxter Stockman was a joke. You know, where I mean, like yeah. Shredder even says at the end of the movie, "You're a footnote." I mean, you're nobody important, and that that carried over into this movie, where like Baxter Stockman had a great intro, and the ending towards the end of the movie when he gets taken away by the Foot Clan, I thought was great because he just kind of loses it. Where Shredder's just like you're, you're a footnote. You're nobody. You're a step to a, a better direction. And he's like, no, I'm Baxter Stockman. I am history, and you know whatever. But just in the middle, it was a little bit too much, Doctor Frankenstein or Doctor Frankenstein, if you want to be more Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Um, I think he was. Great, and I, I definitely agree with what you guys said. He could carry a film on his own. Yeah. Um, I thought you know the actor was perfect for, for the role. I wonder if they're teasing him for the third film, too. If, if I hope there is one. I, I heard this film didn't do yeah. so well. We'll get there. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's, Tyler Perry's even said that if there's a third one, he's going to turn into a fly. In oh, the, no way. The, yeah, he's, he's already said it. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> I just hope he has the voice. 
I still want to say should have cast Jeff Goldblum. If you were going to do that, you <laughs> if you're too young to get that reference, go Google it. No, oh, yeah. don't. No, oh, that movie's horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I saw that movie as a kid, and it gave me nightmares. I must have been like five or six. It scared me to death. Oh, God, when she gave birth to the larva? Oh. Oh. I saw the original one with Vincent Price first, and I love that movie. And then I saw the one with Jeff Goldblum, and I was like, well, this is not a Vincent Price movie. I'm going back <laughs> I'm going back to 1940s and 50s horror. Where it's safe. <laughs> okay, so... Picture this. You're in a room, and you're told that you're going to be Baxter Stockman, and you say, all right, what's my motivation? And they say, you are Eddie Murphy from 48 Hours, playing Wesley Snipes in The Nutty Professor, while going to Japan and pretending that you're Wesley Snipes again, but forget about Blade. <laughs> That's, it's like he was a caricature of... So many. D- oh, and then throw in Medea because there throw was some Medea. of that. But he was a caricature of so many different characters that they were just like, just, you know, be as silly as you want to be because it's a kid's movie. What was the uh, baseball movie that will, uh, Wesley Snipes is in? Major League. Major League. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good oh, one. I, do, I do that dance sometimes. He's Willie Mays Hayes in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, could, I could do the dance. Can you? Oh, oh my yeah. God! That's- <laughs> oh man, I wish I could get out on video right now. <laughs> doing the dance all the time. You're gonna put that on on the Turtle Flakes page, right? You're just oh gonna- please, do it. Do I it. dare you. The American Express card. Don't steal that. This just got deep. Yeah. I will mail you a picture of a Ninja Turtle statue. Oh. <laughs> I'll take a you picture can frame of one of them over there and just. <laughs> no, I thought. I thought Tyler Perry was, I, you know, he was fine. <laughs> I thought he was great. I thought he was, he was the Baxter from the cartoons, which is what, I mean, keeping in theme with what every other character was. Okay, so I want to ask, I want to ask a question about the elephant in the room. but actually be the warthog and the rhino. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What did you guys think? of Bebop and Rocksteady, and I kind of just want to th- do do the Jay Weezy thing and throw out my opinion first. I want to see an entire two-and-a-half-hour movie just dedicated to these two yep. idiots. <laughs> Bebop and Rocksteady destroy everything. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I would watch it with a big smile on my face, eating just fists full of popcorn, going, yeah, <laughs> hey, Beebs, yeah, Rock. My man. My man. <laughs> My man. How about Bebop and Rocksteady go to White Castle? <gasps> oh. <laughs> who does Neil Patrick Harris play? <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris is Fugitoid. That's who he is. I can see that. I can see yeah. that. <laughs> I like it. So what did you think, Rob? I absolutely loved Bebop and Rocksteady. I mean, yeah. I think... They were so good together that they made the they stole the whole film from it. They stole the movie. Yeah, uh, I just thought every scene they were in, I had just a big old grin on my face because I was like, "Oh, it's a Bebop and Rocksteady." You know, I was afraid that they'd only be in it for a scene or two for the entire film because there's so yeah. much you got to cover. But they gave them those guys plenty of time, and they were gold together. Uh, even when they were in human form at the bar, when, <laughs> when they're trying to oh that that finish line that you were talking about in the last. Yeah. The last episode, and when he said it, I died laughing. I was like, that's great. And they're trying to high-five each other, and they can't. Yeah. When he says, you know, and I'm finished. 
Because whenever there's a beatdown, I always finish it. And they're like, oh, <laughs> oh, you said that. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite part of that movie is in that bar when he said, when Bebop's like, we should start our own gang. We can start our own Foot Clan, and we can get so many people. We can eventually have a whole Leg Clan. I just, <laughs> are you serious? I didn't That's even awesome. catch that. That's awesome. My favorite line was, it must be jelly because jam don't shake like that. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I hadn't heard that since elementary school. Oh, man. I don't uh, think I was ready for that jelly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it when, um, oh gosh, what was it? Uh Oh, uh, Bebop, he, when they, he just transforms. He's like, hey, hey, what am I? He takes his glasses off. He looks at the, the glass pane, uh, uh, the glass. He's like, oh, I'm a little piggy. <laughs> 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 yeah, I was like, this is great. I love these guys. Man, yeah, they were what, so cool. And what do intruders look like? Well, they look like anyone that's not a big warthog or a big pig. <laughs> or a big rhino or a big pig. Yeah, that. Man, Seamus, that guy, man, he, he needs to do more. He needs to do some. He is funny. That yeah. dude's funny. Yeah, I agree. Surprisingly, I I thought it was just like, oh, big wrestler. We all kind of know how it's gonna go. And nope, man. Just I just want to see him and The Rock in a movie together, just trying to out mug each other. That's all. <laughs> you can see me. It would be called. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. What do you think, Josh? What Jay Weezy? Jay Weezy. I uh, loved it. Loved them. Uh, it was it was absolutely awesome. You know, we were all kind of secretly hoping that they would bring Rocksteady and Bebop, and they did. You know, it's just they took them straight out of the cartoon and they put them in the movie. I feel like they didn't compromise anything. They just said, "No, we're we're going to take them straight out of the cartoon." You know, we've been waiting for that for a long time because even even the second movie with Toka and Razor, they're like. You know, they played it safe. They're like, well, we can't do actual Rock City Bebop because that would be ridiculous. And in this movie, they're just like, nope, forget it. We're just going to put them in there. And uh, they completely nailed it. Even even the glasses uh, for Bebop. Yeah. Oh, God. Those yeah. 80s visor glasses, yeah. As soon as I saw those, I was like, yes, there we go, sold. Never thought I would say this, but thank you, Kanye, for keeping those relevant. <laughs> yeah, thank you for kind of giving us Bebop. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And I was so happy to see that they dressed like morons when they were humans, too. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, like, I loved, my favorite detail was Rocksteady had a pair of brass knuckles that had your face written on them. And it was oh, really I didn't funny. even catch that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it oh says your face awesome. on them. They were on both your face. Yeah. Yeah. I've got the next the next question. I'm going to go Jay Weezy style. I'll, I'll throw Weezy. out a couple. <laughs> I'll throw out a couple of uh, points where the movie kind of made me roll my eyes. So obviously the first one was was the, the Megan Fox piece with the whole uh, schoolgirl yeah. thing. But there was a couple others, and I don't know. They might not be that big a deal. But So uh, the first one was uh, when they decided they had to break into police headquarters, mm-hmm. and they just go to the Turtles, and I don't know if it was Donatello or somebody, they take a blueprint of police HQ and just roll it out. And I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> they just have like blueprints from police HQ just like laying around like they didn't show them like pulling it up or anything it just had a hard copy just laying around I was like oh whatever yeah, that was kind of weird see all those like, monitors man all those monitors had to know something but <laughs> he, they had it he had it stashed in the back with Mikey's crush so <laughs> rap, drink it all. and then another one was um, I looked like he was taping on uh, Casey Jones was he taping on rollerblades yeah, he just yeah. he taped on the blades. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, I was like, <laughs> come on. Like, I felt like they could have come up with something more creative. Well, okay, and, so go ahead. You never, you never did that as a kid. No. Okay. Who has grown up poor? Hold on, show well, hands. <laughs> so up north here, where there's no Walmart for 48 hours in any direction. No, we would totally make our own inline skates with like we would take uh, roller skates apart and then glue them to a windshield wiper casing and then tape it to what? our shoes. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. Oh my goodness! I, and they worked. Yeah, any sort of long metal, we would either screw the um, screw the wheels to to that if it was metal, or just tape it all up and then tape it to our shoes. That is, that's good. That's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of sounds like something that it would work in your head, but it would take a long time. And then well, you're going downhill, and it's like these don't work. These don't work. These let's don't work. be fair. <laughs> Taped up inline skates working to like a five year old is much different <laughs> than, than taped, a 200 pound guy. Than, yeah, than a 200 pound guy being chased by a giant rhino with explosions going off everywhere. <laughs> right. Well, it, the weird thing was in that garage, he was being chased. They're on motorcycles and they're chasing him for like 10 minutes and then he puts the rollerblades on. And I'm like, yeah. ah. it was like, what is going on here? I didn't, I didn't understand. That was weird. I think they, I feel like they could have done something cooler with that scene or I don't know, something a little bit more believable but uh and then the the last one was and it's again it was just one of those little things i i don't remember the exact line but it was like uh when they get the ooze uh that can transform them back to be humans mm -hmm. um i don't know if it was raf or i think it was donatello i'm pretty sure it was donatello he was like he said something to the effect of yeah one sip of this would turn you back and i'm like really i mean donatello is gonna say like one sip like I just feel like he would have calculated a little bit more, like, this is the reason why it would work, and, like, you know, so many CCs or whatever. He's like, nope, a dab will do you. This, this will turn your back. You're good. I was like, really? Come on. I don't know. So just a little bit. too much things. of it, you put water in it and shake it up, and you got more. So. <laughs> hey, right. hey, Mikey, take this big gulp from 7-Eleven. It's just got a Slurpee in it, and tell me what happens. <laughs> But, he would totally uh, experiment on Michelangelo too. You know he would. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So I mean, really, those are those are just kind of a couple of my gripes where I kind of rolled my eyes. But other than that, you know, like I said, great movie. I had I had fun with it. So what about you guys, Nicole? Do you have any uh, other any other gripes? I don't really think so. I I'm gonna have to just go ahead and skip straight to the end of the movie where they're on Liberty Island or Ellis Island. I super loved that scene. That made so much sense to me that they would just have a private little get-together with the cops and everybody so no one would know about the turtles. I really liked that. Yeah. Um, I liked how April was on Channel 6 News at the very end of the movie. And yeah, kind of to remind you that she was a reporter. She was a reporter. You know, she didn't <laughs> I kind of forgot. The actual yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's another on Josh's list. Yeah. <laughs> and let's see here. No, I think that, I mean, I... If, if I see it a second time, I'm sure I'll be able to nitpick a little bit more. But That's why we won't be seeing it again until it comes out on DVD. I, am, I will admit, I am a notorious nitpicker when it comes to movies, not because I don't like them. I love movies. She hates movies. Every I <laughs> love all movies. I understand how much work goes into them, but I do nitpick. Yeah. Nitpicking is kind of fun sometimes, yeah. I think they kind of, yeah, they... Up until, like, the third act, they really tone down what everybody is deeming the Michael Bayness of the movie. 
Yeah. Which, when he's one of several producers, I think it's kind of unfair to label it as a Michael Bay movie. Yeah. But then there's something like big explosions and half-naked chicks, and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember who produced this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, no, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was all great. And, like, oh, who did the voice for Krang? Uh, the big guy. Brad Garrett. Brad, Brad Garrett. I really yeah. liked him as Krang, but I just... Wanted to wash my hands after seeing. <laughs> he was gross. Yeah, yeah, he was very gross. <laughs> yeah, very I was, gross. I was secretly hoping they were going to get Pat Frilly, but. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. that would have been awesome. Was it uh, you, Josh, that was saying he can? Cons- uh, one of the yeah. producers consulted Pat Frilly? Yeah, well, I mean, Fred Armisen was supposed to play Krang originally, but he couldn't because of scheduling. And so the producers actually consulted with Pat Frilly and. Pat Fraley recommended Brad Garrett because those two are friends in real life. And so I kind of think that Brad Garrett was doing his version of Pat Fraley's voice. So it was good to know that, yeah, we couldn't get Pat Fraley, but he he is kind of there because he recommended the guy that they ultimately chose. And I thought he did a great job. Yeah, I know? agree. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. Well, first of all, I loved I loved Krang in this film. I thought he was he was great. Um, they gave him some time too. Like he, he, uh, there was a especially toward the end. I mean, he was in a big chunk of the end of it, and I really liked. It was different, but it was great, and I and I really enjoyed Krang. As far as things I didn't like, um, I can't think of too many to be honest with you. Um, I guess there was one line that Leo said that really bothered me, and I can't remember what it was. He's talking to Raph. Oh, I know. My, you, my vote's yeah. the only one that counts. Yes, I was yeah. like, "Ooh, yeah. bad line, man. Bad line." <laughs> I told you. Yep. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't like that line. I was like, "Ooh, that makes me not like Leonardo." And eventually, you know, they make up and and everything. But I'm thinking he learns from it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm thinking, does he does he think that all the time? And he's just just it just came out out of anger. I think he was just frustrated, but he learned his lesson. So you know. Yeah. We all know Leonardo. The, this fictional character, we all know that he's going to learn from a mistake and never make that again. But what's he going to do in the next movie that just right. screws everyone up, you know? Yeah, I, I really didn't like that line either. I kind of feel like I just I couldn't picture his character ever saying that expressly, you know? Yeah, that's pretty like Just coming out and saying that, yeah, I feel like they needed to have a fight between uh, Raph and Leo, and instead of having like an actual dialogue, they were like, oh, we'll just throw out some rash comments so people get the idea. Instead of taking the time to actually have the conversation, I don't know. I was like, I don't think Leo would ever say that. I mean, unless he was like, uh, I don't know. Even if he was really, really mad, I just feel like it didn't fit the character. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that that is kind of like an older brother, younger brother thing where like eventually if you have younger siblings or if you, you know, um, you would eventually, you'll just get frustrated and you'll say something dumb like, you know, it doesn't matter what you think because I'm the oldest and yeah. this is what's going to happen. I mean, he said something in frustration that you can kind of tell he didn't really mean it, but he just had to sound as tough as he could to get Raphael to back off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I guess, like, in my head, I kind of – maybe he did do this. I didn't pay attention at the time, but I almost imagine that he regretted it as soon as he said it. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, it's one of those moments where, like, oh, gosh, why did I say that, you know? But it's already out there. It's already out there, hanging out there. So, yeah. I know exactly how he feels like when Rob's like, hey, you want to hang out? And I'm like, yes. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Immediate regret. Immediate regret. I immediately regret. And then, then he stuck with me all day. I know. 
Uh, oh gosh, but back to dislikes, I really can't think of many others. So like, I think this is a good transition because I think the strengths of the film, for me at least, are the turtles themselves. Uh, I thought each and every turtle was showcased much, much better this time yeah. around than, than the first film. I, I always felt like the first film, Donatello, was a little bit neglected, and he got a little bit more of a role in this film. Uh, Michelangelo had some great scenes uh, in this film. Like I thought he was, it was so intriguing how he is really toying with the idea of being human, of being normal and accepted. And I was like, ooh, this is something new. We've not seen this kind of theme yeah. on screen yet, you know, on the big screen. Yeah. I love that. I really, and I've, out of all my turtles, all the turtles, I never really related to Raph much. But in this film, I found myself relating to Raph. He was, he was a hothead, but he was a little, I thought he was a little under, under control in this film. He was yeah. definitely a little bit more subdued, but you could tell he had reason to be angry. Especially when Leonardo said what he said. And he's like, well, the heck with him. I'm going to do what I want to do. And, and I understand that. And he had good motives in doing what he was doing. So I found myself liking Raph, too. And he's just a turtle that I just can't connect with as much as some of the others. <laughs> you sometimes roll your eyes. You're like, oh, there's Raph again. Being angry. Sitting in a room being all Batman. <laughs> so I think well, I'm just going to jump in real quick. But my favorite part that really summed up all the turtles to me, and I thought it was just the quintessential like turtle moment, was Michelangelo was introducing everybody to Casey Jones and the match <laughs> game song was playing in the background. The dating game the song dating was going on. And Donatello was posing. Yeah, and they were all just like, hi. <laughs> that was probably my favorite turtle moment. So. Yeah, just in case you didn't know that this is a, a based on a cartoon. Yeah. You know, just going to have this, <laughs> this meta moment right now. So, man. No, I, I, if I could, real quickly, give out a dislike because I didn't get to. Oh. Everybody else did. No, it just, <laughs> I'm sorry, very quickly. I never really was a fan of the, like, retro mutagen stuff where, like, we're going to turn the turtles in this movie is going to turn them human. Everything else is we're going to turn them into baby turtles again. But no, I, I really love the turtles. I, I think in this film, like, my favorite moment with all the turtles was just because I love drama and I love just really just, like, heartstring-pulling moments was the fact that uh, after they save uh, April and Casey in the police station and the cops first see uh, the Ninja Turtles in broad daylight, or at least in bright lights or whatever it is, when they get back to their lair and they're all talking about taking the retro mutagen or whatever it is um michelangelo is just sitting off in a corner by himself and he says did you see the way they looked at us it wasn't fear it was just pure hatred and just like he's just like about to break down and i was just thinking man you, you never see anything like that from michelangelo well yeah he was just up above during halloween and bumblebee high-fived him bumblebee. and everything I saw that. That was a great... That that guy has a great... He cosplays at, like, Comic-Con every now and then. That dude's got a great costume, Transformers costume. But I really loved that. The uh, Just that they weren't afraid to have drama with the Turtles. They weren't afraid to turn the jokes off, even for a couple of minutes, and just tell you that these are actual characters, that they're actual people under there, you know? Yeah, I agree. Two of my favorite scenes were uh, Raph on the Airplane... Where oh, everyone, yeah. everyone else is like jumping off and he's scared. I just love showing when he's afraid, but he's he doesn't want to show that he's afraid. I think it was a really cool uh, just view into his character again. It was it was awesome. I, I really enjoyed that scene. 
what would Vin Diesel do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. Of course he looks up to Vin Diesel. You know? <laughs> um, and then the other one I really liked, uh, which just when they throw really funny stuff in there, just, just because they can, the huge nunchucks on the garbage cr- on the oh, garbage that was truck. Good. That was good. That yeah. was awesome. Like just They're like, just because we can, we're going to throw this in here. So Nunchucks, Giganticus, or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> I broke it three seconds after getting it. So yeah, Isn't it just that like was a little kid. You get him a new toy and they break it immediately. <laughs> totally, yeah. That was that was awesome. So yeah, overall it was really cool to get to see uh, all you know, Rocksteady and Be- Bebop and um, you know, just all the characters. Getting to see all of them, Baxter Stockman and, and Krang and everything. Like part of me is like, well, I wish they would have done one movie for each set so we could get more in depth. But at the same time, it's like, well. We don't really know if they're going to get to do another one, so at yeah. least we did get to see them uh, on on screen. So, you know, I I think they did a really great job with it, and uh, it was it was cool when they throw stuff in there just to have fun with it, um, and they didn't take themselves too seriously. What did everybody think of Karai? We don't know. <laughs> yeah, that I was hoping, I was really hoping that Karai would get a little bit more spotlight. Uh, because I, that was one of my gripes from the first film that she looked far too weak in the in the first film, and once again she just. Uh, as a matter of fact, did they even say her name in the film? Nope, nope. I didn't I think, so. think so. Yeah, I, you know she she was the most neglected. I feel like they had to at one point. No, nope, they never did. They never did, <laughs> man. That's a waste because Kurai is a great character. I mean, she's right up. There. I mean, she replaced the Shredder for a long time in the comics and the mm-hmm. cartoons. You know, I mean, she's she's an important character. She's not one to just kind of toss on the side, you know? Yeah. But, but I mean, I understand it with Bebop, Rocksteady, Krang, and Baxter all being introduced in this movie. Right, but Cry wasn't introduced in this movie. I know, but, no, no, but you had to you had to cut something somewhere. They you know? could have said her they could have put her name in one sentence though. Or, or or just give us like a nugget of just just yeah. this one little scene where you know she's just not happy with with Shredder, you know, right. like one scene where she just kind of looks over him like I could do this better, or or on the other hand, you know that she's just trying her best to impress him all the time. I, I don't know, right. just just something, you know, just give us something there because honestly, my buddy Derek asked me, uh, he's he was sitting next to me, he's like, who is that? And I was like, I think that's Karai, <laughs> but I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't positive because, you know, I don't even know if they ever said her name. I just assumed she was. Yeah, because it kind of seems like, I mean, I could see people be confused about, you know, is Karai supposed to be Shredder's crazy looking girlfriend or something? But, you know, just because <laughs> I don't get that that's her daughter. That's his daughter. I don't I don't see that at all in this movie. And that's definitely a shortcoming because Karai is just one of those fan favorite characters that you want to see done right. And just she hasn't been yet, you know, just maybe next time. She's, she's like Asian Harley Quinn. Yeah, she is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it, well, actually, one character we didn't talk about, and it, it kind of talking about Cry made me think about this, was uh, so Vernon. I think they did a really good job oh, yeah. writing the character. Uh, the story and everything fit perfect. <laughs> I mean, just they the nailed. Falcon. Yeah, the Falcon. They totally nailed it, which was great. Um, so, I mean, I mean, I'm glad that they did what they did, but I would have gladly traded all of those scenes for a Karai scene. Yeah. So, sure. I don't know. I just, it was cool and they did it really well. So, I, it would be sad to see it cut from the film, but I think they maybe could have done a little bit less of that because it, it didn't really matter 
as much. I mean, they kind of worked him in there, but um, we didn't really need to see him filling up bags of his own hot. Breath I thought that was funny, though. <laughs> I mean, it was funny, but it had they could have you know something swapped out real quick for a short two minute scene with her, with Karai to kind of yeah. get that character. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, who who wouldn't want to buy? Vernon's hot breath. Falcon breath. Falcon know. breath. Let's go for two hundred pop. Yeah. Two hundred pop. <laughs> Who's buying that? What do you? You have too much money. I'm gonna buy a bag of hot air. What? No. You just. And that reminds me of um, when they're doing the, like the caca thing. Gosh, at the beginning of the movie when they're watching the basketball game. Yeah. Yeah. That that whole in that whole intro is just phenomenal, man. When they're hopping off the, the skyscraper, that was the Chrysler building. The yeah. Chrysler building, yeah. Yeah, when, when they're just sliding down that, and it's just like, this is a Turtles movie. And then when he grabs the pizza from uh, Kevin Eastman, that that was so great. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. <laughs> now, this is an intro to a Turtles movie. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. And one thing, I don't think anyone's mentioned them yet, but what did we all think of Splinter? Because I like Tony Shalhoub, so... Yeah, I mean, he's not in a lot of this movie, but his scenes are powerful. really powerful. I mean, he beats up Casey Jones, and he gives Leonardo motivation to lead the team. Yeah. You know? And he almost reaches his perfect center. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was funny. He's so close. I, they didn't have the 99 cheese pizza, though. I missed that. That was I awesome. so want one of those. 99 <laughs> <laughs> Any other characters we might have missed? Oh, well, I'm sorry. I forgot to weigh in my opinion on Splinter. I loved him. I thought he was great. Like you said, he didn't have many lines, but the lines he had were, were very, very important lines to kind of rally the group together. And he talks all about, uh, you know, this... I love what he says um, to Leonardo about stop trying to change them into being the same. It's, it's their individuality that makes them a great team. You know, makes you all a great team. What was it? It was like, it takes a great leader to understand the differences in the team, but it takes a great brother to accept it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. That's well exactly right. Yeah. yeah. yeah nailed, nailed it. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, final thoughts, guys. Uh, is it a good movie? So, um, let's see. Uh, Nicole, we'll start with you. Yes, it is a very good movie. I think it's definitely worth seeing six or seven or eight, nine, twelve, fifteen thousand times. Because it's going to happen. We're, it's just going to be on a loop once it comes out. We're probably going to watch it about 85 times in the first week it comes out. Oh, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. Um, no, I think it's very, it is, it is much more a Ninja Turtles movie in the sense that the one that came out in 2014 was an action movie. Right. I was about to ask you, did you like this one better than the, the, the previous one? Yes, I yeah. did. Yep. Well, there's one. You know what, man? I, I really, just really genuinely enjoyed this movie. I mean, there was so much hatred and ill will going towards this movie well before it even came out. And for almost two full years, because, like, this film was announced two days after the, first, uh, the last film came out. And just so for two years, I've been hearing about how this movie was going to be terrible and I was just, honestly, when I saw this movie, I didn't care if it was a great Turtles movie. I just wanted it to be a good movie. And fortunately, I got both. I mean, we have to, like I told you before, it's like we have to understand, this is a Turtles movie for this generation's kids. Just like the 1990 movie was for our generation, you know? Yeah. Right. The fact that we can enjoy both of them is, to me, that's an amazing thing. It's... A really a testament to how much effort was put into this movie. 
You know, and just thank God this movie didn't have a cliffhanger ending or the <laughs> turtles will return in the Hyperstone heist, you know, whatever. And just, I'm just glad that it, I mean, we'll get into it, but if this is the last movie, it ended in a way where it was just a really good ending for the turtles film. I thought it was great. So great film. Well, uh, yeah, I liked it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I have to watch it again, I think, because I had my guard up the first time. Like I was sitting there nervous. Like I hope this isn't going to be horrible. Uh, kind of <laughs> like, like kind of like I was when I watched the first one. So uh, I really like. I, I want to go back and watch it because all the little things they snuck in there that you guys had mentioned that I didn't see. Uh, I want to go back and see what else. Uh, see what else I can find in there. But uh, it was entertaining, though. You know, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't boring. It wasn't ridiculous or anything. It was. It was genuinely entertaining. Uh, it was cool to see what was going to happen in the story. They had a lot going on. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say definitely go out and see it. Personally, I like the first and second movies better, but uh, but it's still good. And uh, it's it's definitely worth seeing. And, yeah, I, I would probably give it a B plus. Nice. Awesome. Uh, I, I really, really enjoyed this film. I think it is a good movie. Um, I think, kind of like what you were saying, Josh, I think a lot of people made up their minds about this movie before they even saw it. And I think, unfortunately, that's what hurt the audience for this film. And uh, I think this is head and shoulders better than the previous film. And I didn't hate the previous film. I just thought this one was more of a love letter to the fans. And I I felt like the characters we all know and love, you know, the the Krangs, the Bebop and Rocksteadies, you know, Baxter, I think they were all done well. There was not one, except for maybe Karai, that mm. just was completely off, you know. And I, I think that that's a good testament to the film because that's a lot of characters to put in a, what, two-hour film? Not even two hours? Yeah. yeah. I, I think they did really well with that. And I think this film has been unfairly bashed. Not as much as the first one, but... Uh, I genuinely, I'm a hardcore Turtles fan, as we all are, and uh, I'm very happy with this. Uh, Rob, you you forgot to mention the other the other thing though that you were really disappointed wasn't in the movie that oh. you told me. What's that? You, you told me that you were really really sad that the neutrinos weren't in it. Oh, will you stop it? <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling this was an insult coming. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, what a hose head! Jeez, Man, Josh Wood is just surgical with those insults. Oh, you, yeah, yeah. I've, I have to come out of the show. You don't even know. I had to tell Nicole. I had to prep, I had to prep Nicole. I was just like, "Don't give him anything, man." Don't no. Oh man, he's something. Jeez. So, uh, all right, guys. Well, uh, I guess the last thing. I, I well, I guess it'll be the last thing. Uh, do you think we'll see a third film? So, what do y'all think? I was in. gonna ask. I was gonna ask if there's a third film. What mm-hmm. would you guys want to see? Oh, that's an even better like, question. Your bucket list. What would be the turtle story you would want to see for the third film? Like I've already got my script written. Oh, you know, it's just... oh. can I can I go? Yeah, yeah. I want to see a Christmas movie directed by Shane Black. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, turtle the rap rap by Shane. Black. Oh my! Uh, can we call? Oh. We wish you a turtle Christmas. <laughs> yes. I'm oh in. my gosh! <laughs> Ice cream kitty can join. Oh yeah. man! <laughs> oh Rob, Rob, you come on! You got you know some of those lyrics, don't you? What? I take a lot of pride when I put the gift inside of the rap. There rap. it is! <laughs> oh god! 
It's so bad. It's so oh bad. gosh, oh. it's bad. Oh lord. I must be a more hardcore turtle fan because I knew exactly what you guys were talking yeah. about. The casual See? turtle fan just does not know that stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's okay. We're all here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Boys. Yeah. So I, I would love to see a third movie. Um. I'm guessing it's going to totally depend on the uh, how this one performs as far as financials. But if I were to have a third movie, uh, I think I would like to see stealing a little bit from your guys' ideas. When you said Hyperstone Heist, I was like, yes. Ooh. All right, so here we go. Uh, Shredder gets thawed by Baxter Stockman. Baxter Stockman makes a time travel device. The turtles okay. get sent back and split up into different groups, right? So you've got uh, Casey Jones and Raph, of course. They get sent to a certain time period. Uh, and then you've got Donnie and April, so you can have that tension there and those those funny jokes, right? Um, <laughs> um, and then you've got Leo and Karai, and they have oh. to work together to somehow bring everybody back. Okay. Uh, and then you've got Mikey and Splinter, because that would be hilarious. Oh, man. <laughs> And then you can focus a little bit more on each one of the characters. Um, and you've got Karai there as kind of a bad person that has to work with a good one. You could throw yeah. old Hob in there somewhere and, I don't know, maybe like Leatherhead or something. Oh, oh, who is the, like, 16-year-old enchantress chick who and who Mikey has a crush on in the... Renette. Renette. Yeah. Yeah, there, there you go. go. There, there you go. go. See, I know stuff about things. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. You... I, I'm gonna have to take your idea, man. I'm I'm just gonna go out and steal that one. Hoser, you know, take off. <laughs> no way, I'm, ta- I'm taking it. It's mine. And, the, and then the major bad guy could be the Time Lord dude. There Lord you go. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the canary from the third movie. That guy. Oh. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. It comes back with a vengeance. <laughs> oh my God. Ah! How crazy would that be if that dude just like came up from the water and they? <laughs> oh my gosh. He just. Bam, and he's there, and he's like, I brought guns. And they're like, oh. that's the wrong movie, Have you ever dude. seen Event Horizon where, like, Sam Neill pops Oh, up no, water? wrong movie, <laughs> wrong movie. <laughs> I'll tell you what you do for the third Turtles movie. Hyperstone Heist, that's a great idea, Josh, but I got one a little bit better. I'll oh. tell you what you do. Right. I All think right. it's a little bit better. I might be biased, but. I don't think there's a might there. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you what you do. You you uh, adapt Turtles Forever, and oh. you have these new turtles, and you meet the 1990 turtles, and you get the same voice cast from the Vanilla 19- Ice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Does it have to be directed by Joel Schumacher since it's got Forever in the title? No. Okay. And then you bring <laughs> in, and then you bring in since you know you already t- technically have CG characters, you get the 2007 TMNT turtles. <laughs> and you get the same voice cast for them, Nolan North and everybody else. And then you get the cast from the original 87 cartoon. And then you get those four sets of turtles being like, we got to take on the Super Shredder, but he's 90 feet tall. And you've got 16 turtles fighting a 10-story tall Shredder, going dimension hopping from different versions of Turtle Land. You know, it's, <sighs> That's awesome. That's what you do. You do an Avengers level movie with the Ninja Turtles. You just spent three hundred million dollars. I don't care. <laughs> well, it's spent. gonna be that. That's how you get your return. But you then somebody that. will complain about not having the nineteen ninety film Turtles in there. No, no, they're in it. Oh, they are. I was they're gonna say like, if if there's no no Corey Feldman, I'm out. 
Oh man, you're, <laughs> you're getting the Adams family wrong. <laughs> yes, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then, and yeah. then at the end, after the credits, like they do in uh, in the Marvel movies, they all get together for a slice at Ninja Pizza. Yes, Ninja Pizza, home of the nice slice. That's okay. right. Yeah. What if there was like a civil war though? You know, where the turtles <laughs> go against each other. I'll, oh my god, dude! I'll tell you what. Donnie and Raph, yeah. If there's a civil war, I'd just to. Just to put this out there and spo- like a spoiler alert about that movie, no one's gonna end up getting hurt anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so they can fight all they want and then throw pens at each other because they can't decide what to write on the pieces of paper. <laughs> but he's my friend, so, so was, was I. I. No, no you weren't. You mean to me in every movie. No. <laughs> Oh god! But, but we got the rights back to have Spider-Man in it, so yay! Please watch our movie. But <laughs> Spider-Man yeah. could be okay. There we go. Uh, Homecoming, Spider-Man: Homecoming, with a cameo from the Ninja Turtles because they're all in New York. Oh yeah, that's great. That's and true. then Daredevil can just walk through a scene; doesn't have to even say anything. You'd be like, "Oh my gosh, it's Matt Murdock!" Yeah, and he runs into a wall. Yeah. And Punisher. The turtles should show up in the Daredevil Netflix series and just be like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> that would be Man. awesome. That that series is hardcore. I would love to see that. You see, oh. like the turtles coming, they just like impale someone with their side. Like, oh, that'd be Could awesome. Did you see Frank Castle versus Casey Jones? Oh, oh. I yes. could. Yes. Oh God, whoever wins, everyone dies. <laughs> <laughs> God, I would, that's. Let's oh, talk man. about that. That'd be a good fight. Casey yeah, Jones against Casey against the Frank Punisher. Castle. Yeah. Except for the guns. I mean Punisher's got them on that. And they'd be they'd be like Yeah, but they about... like these guns. <laughs> <laughs> they'd be yeah. there about to kill each other and like shooting each other, stabbing each other, and then for a second they'd be like Martha. I know the things Martha does. <laughs> Why did you say that? <laughs> That movie was awesome. Come on, man. <laughs> Here we are. It's Batman Flakes now. All right. Batman Flakes. There Batman we go. Flakes. Yeah. <laughs> How are you going to kill uh, uh, Superman? With my spear and magic helmets. <laughs> spear and magic helmets. <laughs> spear and magic helmets. Spear and magic helmets. <laughs> Kill the wabbit, kill, kill the wabbit. <laughs> oh, good lord. Oh, Brunhilda, you're so lovely. <laughs> if oh, nobody's boy. ever seen Looney Tunes, it's not going to make any sense at all. Oh, I know. <laughs> like, man, Turtle Face really went off the deep end toward the end. <laughs> See, that's the hazard of having me on here, Rob, is I just go on these little things called tangents. Are you kidding? This is great. <laughs> it's so hard. Like, have you seen the uh, trailer for Suicide Squad, the new one, where Harley Quinn is like, "I've been known to be very vexing." It's like, <laughs> you die. That's how, that's how I feel all the time. It's like I just want to forewarn you that I can be. I've been known to be very vexing. <laughs> yep. There's actually like 19 other episodes of Bargain Bin Radio that we can't publish because there's no cohesion. In, in <laughs> Because it's just me saying, hi, welcome to Bargain Bin Radio, and Nicole's like, asteroids, cereal, <laughs> sprinkles, Citizen Kane, Battlestar Galactica. What else do you need? Jeez. Yeah, I know, right? Well, Citizen Kane, you need a good movie. I, gotta, it's a good one. It's one of the best. 
Yeah. So I think, though, thinking of Citizen Kane, which leads us, leads us to Rosebud, which is sledding, which goes back to Christmas, which goes back to my Shane Black movie and Turtles 3. What Do you guys, do you guys think it's really going to happen? Wow, that was a heck of a transition. That was a super transition. I'm just going to take a minute to bow right now. That was good. Yeah. That was really good. good. That was really good. I was like, how is she going to? I saw what she was doing, and I was like, she's not going to get there. And she got there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I don't think there will be. And uh, that makes me very sad. But what gives me, what makes me feel good about the whole situation is I think, well, like you said, Josh, this one, if if this is going to be the last one, um, I thought this was a pretty fitting end. You know, like so there were a couple of open ends toward the end, but uh, mm-hmm. overall it felt like a, I don't know, the Turtles, they became a team. Shredder was defeated. Krang was defeated. I'd be okay with it if there isn't a third one. I would love, don't get me wrong, I really want to see one, but I just don't think it's going to happen. I'm going to choose, I'm going to be very uncharacteristic right now and just, choose the side of optimism because just from a business standpoint, there's no way this movie is losing money. Sure, it looks great on paper that they only made $60 million so far after seven days in theaters, but then you've got the action figures, then you've got the merchandise, then you've right. got t-shirts, then you've got lunchboxes, you got video game tie-ins. That's DVD sales. DVD sales. you got Blu-ray sales, digital Ninja download. Turtles the Flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> the kids love that one. Oh man, that's damn man. Joshua just got me, man. <laughs> oh man, no, but I mean, there's there is no way this is gonna lose money. Just action figures alone, it's not gonna lose. I mean, I I wholeheartedly believe. Maybe not in two years. Maybe they'll go three, but I think that you're gonna see another turtle, at least one more turtles film, and <clears throat> uh, because. You know, the last one, I mean, it's the same thing that happened 25, 30 years ago now uh, with uh, the last film where it was like the first one was a huge hit. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's make a second one. Well, that took a, a bit of a dip in the returns, but let's do a third one anyway. I yeah. think I think everything's just cyclical. It's going to happen again. And spinning out of a third movie we're going to get a couple more awesome animated series and then we'll get another set of three movies later on you know i i really hope that they do um i just yeah i i could see if like josh was saying typically you know they they will try to do a third one or you know keep going until there really is no more money to be made i think there is money to be made for another movie and uh i i would like to see them focus a little bit more on one of the storylines uh, and I think if they did that, they could do well. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I wouldn't be surprised if if they did do another one. So hopefully they will. Yeah, I mean, everybody is. Uh, all four actors that play the Turtles, and I want to say Megan Fox, they're all uh, contracted for three films. If they're going to pay the actors anyway. Yeah, might as well make it. <laughs> you know, I mean, even – and we haven't mentioned him yet, but William Fickner – the Eric Sachs character, he's also supposed to be, he was supposed to be in this movie. And they just didn't use him. But Eric Sa- or uh, William Fickner's contracted for three movies as well. There is a lot of evidence, I think, that points to a third movie being made. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So I think, legally speaking, they kind of, Nickelodeon's going to want to make a new yeah. movie. You know? Or Viacom, I should say. Can I change my answer? 
No. <laughs> send stone. In two years, I'm going to remember this podcast and be like, Rob said I was wrong. Yeah, double stamp, no erase. I, I won't even be allowed to go see it now. And now there's going to be a third film. <laughs> you said it wasn't coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? The next one well, in two years, we'll all have this same podcast, and all of us will talk about how awesome the movie is, and Rob will be like, "Can I see it now?" <laughs> <laughs> no, you go back to your corner. Right. <laughs> you just come back when we tell you we're done recording. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Josh tells me anyway. <laughs> all right, guys. So, um, uh, any final thoughts about this film before we uh, wrap it up and have some pizza? Please, everyone, go see it. You know, yeah. Go yeah. see it. It's a fun movie. Yeah, yeah you'll, you'll really, enjoy yourself. Man, Josh Witt, thank you so much for liking this movie because I was thinking all day how I was going to prepare myself for, oh, man, I don't know if Josh is going to like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> because you're so just Josh. serious. <laughs> Josh. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, you've got the wit. And it's just, yes. it's just, you know, man. So I was like, oh, please let him like it. Please let him like it. Well, and see, here's how I was looking at it. was like, if this movie can be successful with everybody going into it with as much animosity or bad will, maybe that means that other movies that are coming out that people, before the movies even come out, have already just started dogging on like Ghostbusters. Yeah. So it, it's kind of like, if you don't want to see a movie and have fun, don't go to it. But you don't have to be mean about it. Don't try to discourage others. Yeah. yeah. I think everybody should see it. I think it's a great movie. Yeah. I agree. Well, all right, guys. So I guess uh, I guess that's it. You know, I should have done this at the beginning of the show, but uh, Josh, would you like to talk a little bit about Bargain Bin Radio now that you have your lovely wife, Nicole, your co-host on the sh- on this show? Nicole's telling me not to. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. he's definitely going to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm already sleeping on the couch tonight anyway, so I might as well just go, go for, for it. it. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, please join Nicole and I on BargainBinRadioPodcast.com, uh, where we talk about just whatever interests us. You know, we really aren't beholden to we're a video game podcast, we're a movie podcast, we are just kind of an entertainment podcast. It's, mm. it's just BargainBinRadio.com. And in four years, I haven't got the show's <laughs> name right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you can find us on iTunes, subscribe for free. Um, we will be putting some episodes out there. I've been doing a lot of writing lately. I'm writing for Bargain Bin and I'm also writing for a new website called Horror Geek Life. I recently published a uh, review of the Out of the Shadows movie. Uh, so having a lot of fun getting back in the writing and I just, uh, yesterday just published a new chapter in my TMNT ongoing series called Punishment. Published chapter two last night and Sweet. had a lot of having a lot of fun writing it and chapter two or part two, no just chapter two. Well, it's part two. It's same thing to me, but it's called part two. But uh, uh, having a lot of fun writing it. Can't wait to find out where I'm going to go next with it. So, so here's a little preview of what Bargain Bin is like. So, Rob, when was the Civil War? A long time ago. May sixth. <laughs> <laughs> See, what was it like? More relevant one, <laughs> Captain America. Yeah, so. America. Yeah. Civil War or Chris Evans? I'm sorry, I'm gonna say Chris Evans. Sorry, <laughs> just gonna throw that out. There. He was Casey Jones. Oh yeah, Chris Evans was Casey Jones in TMNT. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness, I forgot about that. What? Yeah. You talking about the the CGI film? Yeah, yeah, yeah he was, wasn't he? Yes, yeah. he was. And yeah. Sarah Michelle Gellar was April. 
They should have just cast those two in this movie. I kind of, you know, not knocking anyone else, but it just it would have been cool to see them. I remember Kevin Smith was in there somewhere too, wasn't he? He was the cook at the diner when That's they it. when they had we, Raph found like monster number ten or so thirteen or something. <laughs> they were playing Black Betty in the background, and Kevin Smith was like, "Here, take take the money." No, I need it. My kids are going to college. Community college. Community college. <laughs> yeah, I got to watch that movie again. It's a great movie. I've seen it a couple times. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, hey, all right, guys. I guess uh, I guess that's it for for this episode. So um, the question we all want to know, uh, Josh or uh, Jay Weezy, I should say, uh, what kind of pizza are we gonna have to close out today's totally tubular episode? <sighs> all right. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like he needs one of those Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I, I've got to think of some. Oh, here we go. It's coming. It's coming. Join us next week when we're still waiting <laughs> for an answer tuned. from Josh. For the final conclusion. <laughs> um, will our heroes survive this epic conclusion of Pizza Choices? <laughs> will we be able to see what the. Never mind. No, nope, show's canceled. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I've been on a Thai food kick, so I'm going to say a curry noodle and scallop pizza. Curry Ooh, that it? sounds really good. It actually does. What? <laughs> Pepperoni and sausage, man. I'm sorry. Oh, nice. <laughs> I Cur stick with the classics. Curry noodle and scallop and pepperoni and sausage. Oh, okay, there we go. Who got the anchovies and jelly bean pizza, man? Oh, yeah. Nice. Jeez, well. <laughs> All right, dudes and Well, here's to hoping you enjoy your curry powder and what was it? Curry? No, I screwed that up. <laughs> Come on. I know! You, you close it. You close it. Okay. Alright, Turtle fans, since Rob can't do this... I can't. <laughs> well, fans, here's to hoping you enjoy your curry noodle and scallop... Pizza. Pizza. Yeah! Oh, wow, you nailed it. Very good, very good. I like that dramatic yeah. pause. I thought you about forgot. I thought he forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. All right. We need education. You are not our audience. I, yeah. I'm not going to waste culture time. Culturing them. <laughs> all right, Josh or Jay Weezy. I'm sorry. Would you like to? This is going to be hard. Josh, would you like to introduce our show? Just to just to get us started, man. I think the listeners love to hear you hear that you're back. Oh, 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 I'm sorry, Jay Weezy. Yes. <laughs> I knew who you meant. <laughs> sure, yeah. Okay, Please man. tell me you were recording all this. Oh, wait, uh, let me double check. <laughs> oh, it's on there. Five minutes worth. Oh, no, yeah, this is this is the blooper right here. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I've, I've, um, should we just go into, you know, whether we like the film or not, or should we just talk about the plot first, or what? What do y'all think? Maybe we should just say whether we all liked it or not first, and then okay. touch over the plot and then reasons. Okay, I'm, I'm glad you're on the show, Nicole. <laughs> Voice of reason. There it is. Uh, right. Go figure, it's from a lady. Uh, from a lady? I know. You know what I'd love to do? I'd love to have all of our wives host an episode of Total one That would be so <laughs> fun. That would be done. That would be the best episode. Sorry. But nothing. 
can you guys hear my face? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can feel it, yeah. <laughs> I think my pillow is already on the couch. So. <laughs> That's now. awesome. Now, I'm, do I'm terrible at that. Oh, I didn't get my pillow. I better go ahead and do that first. I was going to try to summarize the plot, so. But, is anyone, does anyone want to volunteer for summarizing the plot? I'll I got you. Sweet, thank you, thank you. I seen it twice and I still don't know exactly what happened. <laughs> uh, there was this big thing that came from somewhere and two other things and explosions and there was some ladies and the and turtles beat them. There's some karate frog creatures. Yeah, there's a talking brain in there. There's a mucus cotton ball floating around. <laughs> What movie did you see? <laughs> and then there, okay, so can I, while well, he's looking up the... And Medea showed up. Yeah, I just want to see the um, <laughs> behavior, and this is all I could muster. Oh, this is good, this is good. <laughs> oh, Next question. Oh, I thought you had one. No! <laughs> I, I, I go around, I mean, that's why I laugh all the time, I just run around like... <laughs> <laughs> And she works at a care center, and she does that. <laughs> I work at a place where we take care of elderly people, and they know when I'm coming. It's time for your Alzheimer's meds. <laughs> that lady scares me. <laughs> Bingo time. I thought Tyler Perry was, I've, you know, he was fine. <laughs> I thought he was great. I thought he was, he was the Baxter from the cartoons, which is what, I mean, keeping in theme with what every other character was, it worked out great. He could be the Riddler. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. Wouldn't that be awesome? Like Baxter Stockman as the Riddler, not Tyler Perry. You'd have Marlon Wayans as Robin and have him as the Riddler. Oh man, I gotta see that movie. <laughs> The Jeff Goldblum could be Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, he could be Alfred, yeah. I can actually see that. Is, is, is that weird? I can actually see that. No, yeah, I think they're important. Oh my god, there's two of them. I'm secretly <laughs> writing a bunch of movies right now. You are writing like a billion dollar movie and you just don't even know right now, yeah. And then you can just throw in the, um, oh gosh, I just forgot their names. McKinsey Brothers. Bob and Doug? Yeah. Yes. Oh God. Oh, <laughs> Take yeah. off, eh? High five there, A, for my uh, Canadian hoser friends. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh gosh. All right. <laughs> and we're back. Elsnor beers, all the crates. Oh God. <laughs> okay, so Rob and Nicole are gonna start their own podcast. Called that's it. Yeah. It's gonna be called the Hosers. <laughs> gotta go more north for that. Hosehead Radio. More north. Hosehead Radio. Well, that good. Uh, one of the, it's one of those moments where like, oh gosh, why'd I say that? You know. But it's already out there. It's already out there, hanging out there. So yeah. I know exactly how it feels. Like when Rob's like, hey, you wanna hang out? And I'm like, yes. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> immediate regret. Immediate. I immediately regret, and then it stuck with me all day. As a matter of fact, I'm, 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 I'm driving all the way up there to see him. It's, so. it's going to be awesome. Yeah. We'll have a special turtle place episode. Oh, it'd be fun. Rob talked about this with me not too long That's ago. true. And I was very excited because I was like, oh, well, maybe he doesn't live that far away. And Rob's like, yeah, you can meet there. We could all meet together, and it'll be the halfway. So I Google searched it. It's 15 and a half hours from our house to Josh Witt's house. And then to get down to where Rob lives, is like another what nine hours yeah yeah i'd say i'd say at least yeah 
So meeting in the middle so after, a, after a 24 hour drive is not exactly what I was thinking. Well, you know, it's, it's on the way. It's on the way. It's on the way. From Minnesota across all of the Great Lakes all the way over to almost the eastern seaboard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Josh would actually because we drive down to my parents in Indiana, which is about 13 hours. So Josh only lives about two hours away from where I used to live. Yeah. So at the end of the day, no, we're not doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'd make it worthwhile, but yeah, uh, we make it worth it. Yeah. Can we bring all of our kids with? Bring them. Yeah. It's Josh's house. Bring them. <laughs> oh man. I'll be coming by myself then. <laughs> That's a lot of Disney movies we gotta listen to on the way there. <laughs> How many kids do you guys have? It's five. 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 God bless you. Yeah, we beautiful family. We forgot how to count for a little while there. So. <laughs> you know, we wouldn't be watching Disney movies either. Our our Grayson, she's two, and she loves Ninja Turtles also. I mean, her middle name is Donatella. So. Are you serious? Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So she sits in, the, in my truck because I have a DVD player in my excursion, and she sits there and she yells, "Turtles! Put on the turtles! Mom! Watch turtles! That's awesome. Okay, she can come. She can come. She's good. She's oh, good. you say that now. <laughs> She's related to Crane, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> She's baby track. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway. I'm a Martin child. Yeah. Everything else is we're going to turn them into baby turtles again. I've never been a fan of that. Full baby turtles. Oh, God, That's Tatsu. Dude, if nothing else, at least in the last movie, Splinter taught me something. I never knew, like, a cheesemonger was a real thing. I didn't know that was a job that you could strive for, being a cheesemonger. Same thing as being a fishmonger or a, a cattlemonger. Being a monger of anything sounds like a very sinister title. Do I need... It's like, are you, like, just beating people up with bricks of cheese? No. Give me my money. Have you guys ever heard that term before? Monger? Yeah, yeah I, I, I have. I, I just thought it was just... English teacher. I've, I've only heard a hate monger. So it's like, <laughs> and I've only heard it used in a negative way. So. <laughs> well, Iron Monger. Jeff Bridges Iron Monger. Oh, yeah. Iron Monger, yep. Jeff Bridges should have been in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Agree, yeah. Could, as, Jeff, as Jeff Bridges, there you go. Jeff Bridges should have been Han, but playing it like the dude, you know? <laughs> man, just like, we're the purple dragons, and that's just your opinion, man. Right? Just relax, it'll be okay. Man, don't, don't take that kimono, it really ties the room together. So, I don't know. I think that, I think that would actually work really well. <laughs> Just have a buddy cop lethal weapons slash ninja turtle set at Christmas and yeah. an Mel Gibson could be the bad guy. Oh yeah. Oh my god, Mel Gibson as Han. Yeah. Spinning out of a third movie, we're gonna get a couple more awesome animated series and then we'll get another set of three movies later on, you know? Nah. Be well, great. I mean, there's like ten Ice Age movies, so why not? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Always seen Ice Age movies. I don't. I don't dislike my kids enough to make them watch Ice Age. We have I enough just... kids that'll fund an Ice Age movie. 
You just want to walk into the theater and the next one would be like, please, just, for everyone, just stop. Just stop going, please, because they keep making these things. This is also a new form of child abuse. Stop making your kids watch these movies. <laughs> no, that's one too many. No, just, yeah, I say it's, the asteroid is one too many. Yeah, just... Come on. Dog just licked my feet as she walked by. <laughs> Wait a minute, which one? Oh, uh, Jay Weezy, of course. Okay, good. Yeah. The J stands for jerk. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that was a joke. Alright, guys, so hey, I had an absolute blast. Uh, Josh, it's good to have you back on the show, and Josh and Nicole, awesome, you guys. Of course, Josh, you're officially co host. Nicole, if you want to be official co host, you're always welcome. Yay! I think I would just spout a whole bunch of stupid stuff that would end up sounding like nonsense. Oh, well, then you'd fit right in. You'd Perfect. fit right in. <laughs> 